are listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Wow, I never thought that these seven people on the screen would ever be so quiet in my life. I think we just set a world record. Okay, right, we've gone straight into it because um, it is just past eight o'clock and we are live on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, and we've gone straight into a mass screen of STA regional reps and members because it is um, going to be a post-therapy expo special and it's a have your say. So I have encouraged people on social media to come along and just talk about therapy expo. That's all we're going to be doing for the next hour. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, then it's always recorded live. Um, it is recorded at eight o'clock every Tuesday on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. And it has been done so for the last 126 weeks because this is episode 127. And just to let you know that normally on the first Tuesday of each month, we do a Have Your Say, which is where we get together with other STA members, um, sometimes non-members, just soft tissue therapists to have a chat and allow you to join us live to ask questions relevant to the industry. Um, this week... What we're going to be talking about is Therapy Expo, because everyone on the screen here, who I'll introduce very shortly if you listen to the podcast, um, was in um, Birmingham NEC for the Therapy Expo convention, conference, event, uh, which happened on the 23rd and 24th of November. If you're not familiar with it, then it's uh, it's been around for, well, since 2013. And the STA has proudly been there every single year. Um, and for the last two years, we've had our own STA update theatre where we've had basically presenters on who have been guests on the podcast. And this year was no exception. We had some fantastic um, speakers who we will talk about shortly. Um, I think that's long enough for the intro. I'm really. Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Where's Benjamin Mace Crossley? Cut. We've got to start again. Where is he? Oh, well, hopefully we um, turning up soon. Anyway, if you listen to the podcast, I just want to introduce the people in the room so you know the, who the person is behind the voice. So I'll just go around who I can see on the screen. Ryan Smith, who are you? What's your name and where would you come from? Well, first of all, my name's Ryan Smith. Um, Derbyshire. I've <laughs> uh, been part of the SDA a couple of years now um, and a uh, regional rep for, I think, uh, best part of 18 months. Um, work within rugby. Uh, primarily, uh, apart from that, that's that's it. Mention, let's be frank. Oh, say. okay, okay. I, I, I weren't going to drop, drop, I weren't going to drop that one in there. But yeah, I, um, obviously, I host my own. Uh, let's be well. There's me and there's another lad, Jack Jack uh, Coward, uh, who hosts a mental health podcast uh, called Let's Be Frank, and it is around men's mental health. So that can be found on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts pretty much everywhere so and today we've actually reached men's mental health you put it in without the apostrophe it comes up within the top sort of five spots as well so congratulations well deserved position thank you for that um simon uh good evening uh, my name is simon webster i'm from bournemouth on the south coast uh been part of the sta for about three years now i think it's my third year uh, with the SCA. Um, I'm not a regional rep, uh, it's just basically because none of the regional reps in this area were available this evening and one very kindly nominated me to come on to, to speak. Um, probably safer for me to come on than him, in fairness, but I won't mention the name. Um, been in sports therapy now, coming up for five years, um, dealing with people with a lot of injuries, various things, um, 
mainly at the moment it's all water sports because being on the south coast uh, we have quite a few surfers and paddleboarders and i'm a paddleboarder myself so uh, that's one of the things that i'm starting to push a little bit more now into the community as um, stand-up paddleboarding is growing not just in this area but up and down the country so uh, that's where i'm kind of going down at the moment fantastic shout out for the paddleboarders very nice mm -hmm. leslie as if you need an introduction go on then leslie hello um Leslie Campbell and I rub people and I've been rubbed Cut. <laughs> Keep going. <Here. laughs> and I specialise in pain and I specialise in the neck, shoulder, and yeah, my whole thing is touch. Fantastic. Thanks, Leslie. And what part That's of the country you're in? You're, um... Well, I'm just north of Glasgow. Uh, I'm at a place called Lane at Time, which is in the lovely Campsie nice. Fells. In East Dunbartonshire. Um... <laughs> Very it's, nice. Yeah, in the county I'm of Stirlingshire, you could say. No? Oh, no. No, Stirling's over, over the way a wee bit. I'm East Dunbartonshire. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Over to actually not far from you, we've got Stevie Barr talking of Glasgow, I think. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Stevie Barr. I've been a therapist for one year, one month and 10 days, and I've been a member of the STA for all of that time. And uh, I'm really, really grateful of the opportunity to come on and do this tonight because I'm quite a, a quiet guy normally. I don't really say much and I find it difficult to get my thoughts across. So it's nice to get a chance to do this. Sure, there's a touch of sarcasm and irony there, but that's fine. Um, people listening to podcasts don't realise, um, I can't see your face smiling and smirking like a Cheshire cat. That's fine. That's good. Catherine, talking of smiles. <laughs> I'm Catherine. I'm one of the Northeast and Yorkshire regional reps. Um, I've been part of the SDA for, since February 2020 um, and been a regional rep since 20, uh, August 2020. Um, and I was there at the therapy expo this month this week last week <laughs> i know it seems like a while ago now thanks catherine and gary yeah i'm gary um everybody seems to know me wherever i go uh, i've been with the sta now for for several years um really enjoying myself and uh, really looking forward to a chat what is going on with this episode? Yeah, you've been with it pretty much from day one, haven't you? Um, thank you very much, Gary. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. And Fiona Higgs. Um, hello, I'm Fiona Higgs. Uh, I have been a member of the SDA since 2017, I think. Um, and I, um, you might recognise me, my voice from the WIST Women in Sports Therapy podcast, which is a monthly podcast from the SDA that I host with... Uh, the lovely Deborah Thurlow Rowley um, and we talk about all things to do with women in sports therapy as a profession but also um, women, women's issues, women's health issues in general to kind of um, help uh, reach new audiences with topics like that um, and my day job I guess is lecturing um, at a higher education institute in Birmingham, UCB whenever you say Birmingham and it's such a pleasure talking to you and meeting up with all of you at Therapy Expo but I love the way Fiona since she mentions Birmingham she suddenly becomes all Birmingham it all just the action just comes out wonderfully brilliant right thanks Fiona and thank you to all of you it was so nice to catch up with you uh, well 
I didn't spend enough time with you. I think we've already spoken more face to face here than we did um, over two days in Birmingham. Birmingham? But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, apart from some of us who we shared rooms, bedrooms with. But that we won't talk about on the podcast. Be <laughs> um, so there we go. So yeah, thanks very much for joining us and giving up your time. Um, if you are listening to us live and you're not watching the football, because we understand it was football tonight, so that's fair enough. But the main thing is for the podcast people, if you're listening to podcast, then thank you very much um, for joining us. Oh, hold on. We have been joined by X-Girls XYZ, new adult dating chat three. Thanks for joining us, X-Girls uh, XYZ. If you've got any questions for the team, then feel free to fire away. We're this is because Leslie said she touched people. Exactly. <laughs> joined us. The rubber is here. So if you've got any questions for the rubber, then uh, just fire away. But I would like to say thanks to Ivan Ward, who had, I'm presuming Ivan Ward's not a sex bot. I'm just presuming that. So thanks, Ivan. Thanks for joining us. Um, and if anybody joining us live, whether it's uh, on YouTube, and you've got any questions for the panel, then feel free. If you listen to the podcast, because that's obviously where we get thousands of downloads, and you have got any questions, then um, leave them on the comment section on YouTube. That'd be great. Um, or if you've got any other questions which you don't want to share, publicly you can always email me matt at the sta.co.uk boom done right then therapy expo 2022 who wants to get the ball rolling gary let's start with you because obviously if people who listen to podcasts don't realize gary's not a teenager who's just joined the sta he's actually the founder of the sta gary benson um and uh yeah um gary how in a nutshell maybe it's not a nutshell question but how was it for you therapy expo 22 well I think on, on Wednesday, I, I thought the numbers were up. Um, on I'm sorry, on yeah, on the Wednesday, on the Thursday, I thought the numbers were down for the first couple of hours, and then I couldn't believe that it was half past four. We were packing away, and I hadn't spoken to anybody who I meant to speak to, uh, and I was just I was worn out by it. There was just so much going on. I think I went to bed by 8 p.m. for the next three nights. It was there was just so much happening, and obviously I'll let everybody talk about you know their experiences. But for me, I, I, I get a little bit frustrated that I can't go and watch any of the talks. So I did make a uh, you know beeline for Paul Coker and his talk on uh, the vestibular system, which I found really really interesting, and um, it kind of explains some of my problems. Uh, and I'll be following up with Paul. Uh, you know, sort of in the next few weeks and, and trying to get some, some of my own rehabilitation done. But I, I basically get dizzy very often. I'm very clumsy. I suffer with headaches behind my right eye. And he identified that it might be something through my vestibular system. So that's the only one I went to. And it, it was just a really good talk. And that was in the uh, hands-on hub, um, which was an open theatre, you know, dedicated soft tissue therapists. Yeah, so on the topic of being really tired did anyone else kind of find that yeah more than last year maybe? <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, yep absolutely mm -hmm. anyone got any explanations as to why do you know what i was talking to tristan about this actually and i think there's so much noise all the time and it's not it's not like a noise when you're in nature when you're beside running water or the sea it's like this really intense babble of of machines going and beeps and talks and, and <laughs> focus and concentrate on the person that you're talking to because there's so much going on round and about. So I personally, trying to zoom in on the person that I was talking to in front of me, I, I could find that quite challenging because it was so noisy. And I think yeah. just being in environment um, 
especially coming from Scotland where I'm used to being outside all the time. Um, so that was my experience of why I thought it was quite exciting. Yeah, it's a very unnatural environment, I think, for probably most humans. <laughs> um, I think that's what some... they were going for. Yeah, I think that was on there. Let's create an environment that's not natural for humans. To keep us there, you know. Yeah. But um, I, I know I it completely threw me out. And um, my colleagues at UCB can attest to that because I, I showed up on Friday after the day after we finished and um, I was telling everybody it was Monday. <laughs> I was just <laughs> completely lost track of what day it was. <clears throat> so... I think you're absolutely right there. There was so much going on and going into theatre B as well. I think just for a bit of planning next year, I think there was like a shockwave or something going on outside theatre B. So while you're focusing on listening to the speaker in theatre B, you'd occasionally hear someone yelp out in some sort of um, experience of pain or shock or something like that. And then you, you kind of wonder what that was and then you'd be focusing back. So you're, I absolutely agree with Leslie. There was so much noise going on. And I think to have that much focus onto anyone speaking, it, it actually probably took more out of us than, than we actually anticipate. Who was there last did, when you were saying this? But do you think it was more so than last year? Did you notice it was different? Or I thought, well, I, I thought well, Gary, I thought Wednesday was busier than last year, um, and and the same as as Leslie and, and Fiona. What sometimes I, when you were trying to sit and listen and watch something going on, there was there was an awful lot of chatter on the periphery. Not, not in the, the, you know, amongst the people who were there to watch and listen. That's the periphery you could hear. So sometimes there were conversations going on, um, which were kind of a little bit off-putting because they're they're, a, they're an earworm. As soon as they're in there, you hear them and you don't stop hearing them until they shut up, which means you're concentrating on a little bit more on the person in front of you as well. Do you remember last year walking away with that? You were there last year as well, Stevie. No, I didn't think it. I didn't think it was as bad last year. Um, what was different then? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was uh, the fact that there was just more people there on a Wednesday, perhaps, or the way that the uh, the stands were placed out. Um, you know, just maybe just that. Just uh, I think uh, Leslie said it. Chatter. There was just chatter all everywhere you went. You had to go in to a theatre almost to get rid of the chatter. But even then, sometimes you could hear the, the theatre next door. Uh, and then you can't, you know, you can't avoid that. You got people who are quite loud and and you know they do their thing. But uh, I can only I can only think it was just that for, that there was more people around, and and yeah, more conversations on the periphery of things. One thing that did happen, and for those who are listening, and for those who are here who don't know, but the the actual hall was forty percent bigger than it was last year. The MSK Alliance had yeah. between three and four hundred delegates there, which increased the numbers. There was an increased number of occupational therapists coming through from the OT show to ours and our theatre. And Matt will attest this, but we we were getting comments at the end of it from from the OTs and from the physios saying it was refreshing to to listen to our content in our theatre. But those of you who went in theatre B, if you stood at our stand and looked over th to, towards the theatre B, some of the big industrial doors were open, so we'd actually gone into the next hall there. So that wasn't there last year, so that was an extra space. There was. Um, I, I was talking to the organisers, and they turned away twenty or so um, exhibitors in the in the in the last sort of fortnight because they were they didn't have any space that, that weren't contracted for, and the only spare space, if you like, where 
um, behind the other theatres that were at the back of the hall next to the cafe, usually those theatres are further forwards and there's some space behind them, but that was all taken up. And behind the OT show where the toilets and the, the washrooms are, there was only a small amount of space back there. So this is one of the reasons we're moving to a, to a larger hall next year, simply on the number, the number of, of stands that have already been sold. Now, last year, if you remember, the STA Theatre had a, a little uh, lounge next to it uh, where we, we could, you know, after the speaker had, had finished their pitch, they would, they would go over to the side where we could speak. But, you know, I think we're a victim of our own success that we had so many people standing around the theatre, you know, and, and this was a conscious decision not to go into a closed theatre because when we used to run it several years ago, we used to have a, a room outside for our talks and it it felt disconnected. So the, the reason that we went for that open theatre is because we can make a connection with people who are going past. And, uh, and I think we, I, I've got some feedback, which I won't give out in public yet, but I will be discussing with the Therapy Expo team for next year, just some ideas we've got so that there aren't those shockwave machines going off in the in the background. And, you know, Matt and I did speak with Liam and we spoke to the sound guy who on the second day was more helpful than the guy on the first day. And he did allow us to put the volume up a little bit so it was easy for those people to hear. But, you know, some of the feedback that I will give is people didn't like using the headphones. There wasn't enough headphones to go around. So it was important that we had you know, audible speakers um, and audible microphones. But take on board, Stevie, and I will feed that back, that the background chatter and Leslie's description was, was spot on. It was just, there was a lot of noise. So we're we saying that this year, and it all sounds like we're being a bit negative now, but I think it's really useful to kind of like get this down. And we will have Liam on the show. Are we saying that this year, the learning ability or the experience to actually learn and, and, and walk away with knowledge was hampered by the size of it and the increase in volume and the noise? No, 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 I no. I think personally that it was, it was for me, it was hampered by something away from the sort of noise and the, the sort of environment. It was the amount of, different things packed in you had no time to stand around process it and talk amongst people uh having a breakout room somewhere specifically for that uh sort of discussion that went on that that um presentation that went on it, it, it was kind of you finished there and like two two minutes later well two minutes earlier i should have been over there because uh, i know there was uh there was um i can't remember who i went to watch claire um Munsell, is it? Um, yeah, yeah um, I, on on one talk, and then Gary was on a, a panel that we both me and Fiona wanted to go and see, and there was no time to stand around there and be over there. Um, it just felt rushed. Can I can I just say that I was supposed to be on a panel, and I got a phone call from Mr. Scarsbrook, my phone going off in my pocket. It said. Are you busy? And I said, no, I'm, I'm just talking to members. He said, are you supposed to be anywhere? I said, I, I don't think so. He said, you, you, you're on stage 90 seconds ago in theatre B. So, so I had to make a beeline over there. Yeah, that was that was the one that that was the one that we we wanted to come and watch. But it was like I say that it would, be, it would have been nice to stand around and have a chat, um, discuss what we'd what we'd like listen to, process it, and then be able to move to different places. I just felt that it was just bang, 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 one after another, and and it was just. The, I feel it was some of the, some of the presentations were just the, for the sake of having content. 
did, did anybody else experience when they were at a talk um, that, let's say that the talk overran slightly or you were still in the question and answer phase, we, what we noticed is people were leaving early because they were they had to go and queue up to get into another talk. So I think that's the, the amount of content that was there. I mean, it, what, what a position to be in, you know, we, we, we're now saying instead of other years, well, there's not enough content, there weren't many, weren't many takeaway points. We're now saying, actually, there was too much content, so we couldn't digest it all, you know, and, we, and there just wasn't the space to have those breakout rooms. I know the MSK Alliance had one and they would have a 45 minute talk and then a 45 minute follow up on that you know there wasn't the space for us to do that and and it was um ivan's just said he he missed two lectures due to the queues i spoke to several people who were you know turned away because they, they were at capacity so um this will all be fed back and you know and, and we did discuss this with with liam and the team and, and shelly and charlotte while we were there they, they they're acutely aware of it and hence we are moving to a bigger hall next year and then again to a different hall i believe in 2024 on the strength of the advanced sales yeah i mean i think you, oh, sorry oh, Catherine, carry on I was going to say about um, it was the in between as well of the presentations because I was watching one of Gary Mendoza's presentations and I was hoping to talk to him afterwards, but then went straight into Keith Burnett's presentation. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just stayed where I was and then missed. There wasn't as much of a question and answer afterwards. There wasn't as much time. It didn't seem to be put in between the presentations like it previously was last year. Fiona, we had a, I think we're not the only people, I'm sure, but Fiona and, and I had a very interesting discussion because we both teach full time, or a lot of the time, feels like full time. And, and we, and from an education perspective, and that's, I think, apart from the, the networking and the supporting and meeting up with each other, which is really nice and it's part, it's really good quality for humans to walk away with. The idea is that people going there are learning stuff it's cpd it's for developing and, and absorbing knowledge and fiona and i sat down for half an hour and i said that's the best for me can i say this without being weird yeah that was the highlight of my <laughs> therapy expo because it is exactly what i wanted to do it was a conversation about what we'd seen and everything and that's why i remember most of all and without time to reflect and we were both commenting on basic teaching where you introduce something you maybe you present it and then it's about the people listening to talk about it to reinforce some stuff to check the learning maybe that's the whole idea of questions and answers and that's how your brain absorbs stuff so we were wondering whether the practically back-to-back -back presentations meant that people were going to actually learn less and i was i felt that people were going to wake up in the morning and go right i can't remember anything I can't remember. I just remember running from presentation to presentation and going, wow, look, Dr. Gary Mendoza. Oh, look, it's Keith Burnett. And, and then in the morning going, what happened? Because unless you have that moment to consolidate memories and store them, you know, and put them into different pockets where they're accessible, it's very difficult to learn. So from what I've just said, did any of you find that? Was there a problem with retaining the information you store? Can I just, I'll come in on that, Matt. Hmm. What I noticed this year compared to previous years is that the individual sessions were longer because normally we would have a 20-minute session with a five-minute Q&A and then a 15-minute turnaround to get the next presentation up. What was happening this year is the presentations were a lot longer and the, the only variable that could give was the question and answer time or the swap over time. 
So I think, you know, Liam was aware of that. Um, but, you know, for those of you who spoke on a panel, Leslie and I, we, we were on one and there was a big clock in front of me um, talking down from 40 minutes. And when it got to five minutes, it started flashing red. And that was the, the, the cue for the question and answer. I am aware that some people went over their session time by up to 10 minutes. That then has a knock-on effect for the next person, the next person. I think what's interesting is the scheduling side of things. So, like, the upscaling and offering more, ro more room f to accommodate more stages or, or better accommodate uh, the same number of stages is that we don't seem to have a synchronised schedule. And I know that that's probably got a lot to do with the marketing of, uh, you know, the people have arrived, like, are presenting products, you know, in the expo um and but i do know that there are other events similar events you know say i think it, there's a dentistry event that's that's held every year that where there's a, a a time that every everybody clears into the the seminar spaces or the the, the lecture theaters for the speakers um and i guess if you had more than one person on at one time you'd know you you've got to make the choice between those people during those time slots maybe uh, a way of changing things could be that every every session starts and finishes at the same time and there's a set amount of time a bit like in a school mm. uh you know and also that going back to what you're saying matt our conversation about retaining information um there's no reflective practice integrated into this event um and if we are going to be using it as a form don't freeze now. This is amazing what's coming in your mouth. Is Fiona frozen for everyone or is it just me? Everyone. It was like the secret to life the is. The whole point. Oh, nice. oh have I gone? Sorry. No, you just froze. No, you're back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Um, I don't know where you lost me. Reflective yeah. practice. If it's going to be reflective practice and then learning then. Yeah. There, there should be some form of consideration for that. And and like Ryan said, or I think Ryan said, um, you know, moving into separate spaces to perhaps have those discussions. Um, Catherine and I went in on um, one of the sessions in the MSK um, spaces and while, you know, I think we were there for about a half hour of the first 45 minutes of those one and a half hour uh, windows and like honestly we, we needed to go to a different stage but I was starting to feel, and I know Catherine said the same, we were starting to feel like we'd reached the maximum input that we could cope with from you know a session and there needed to be a change of pace after really 20 minutes mm. um to keep people engaged so you know maybe breaking up the sessions so that there's some kind of gap between the discussion and the, the i think i think one of the problems that the, the organizers have to deal with is that last year was a bit of a test event after covid um so all the team on the event were new so they were brought in because of what happened during covid um so they were you know running a standing start so to speak now the msk alliance have a totally different agenda to what therapy expo was always and or in my opinion should be and that was bite-sized pieces of learning with ample time for question and answers in a way that the the the, the speaker could engage with with members of the of the therapy community in a way of you know i've got this course coming up and if you're interested in what i'm saying about never to alter lift then you know 
I, I can direct you to my website and the, my resources. The MSK Alliance is a totally different ball game. So they had a different agenda. Theirs were full lectures where ours were supposed to be sort of bite-sized. So that, 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 you know, as I say, they are aware of that. And, and from next year, we'll, you know, if it's going to get better, we have to do these reflections like we're doing now. We have to then feedback. The feedback has to be acted on. And that's what the advisory board would do. But, you know, what, what was discussed beforehand, there, there should have been a learning outcome for every session. The, each session, and with the introduction of the hands-on hub, that was primarily and I don't mean this disrespectfully, you know, that was set out for the soft tissue therapists and the lower level qualified therapists who might only be starting out the journey. So what they'd said before, that it was all sort of physio-centered, it was all above their head. So a lot of it was, was planned to be appropriate to soft tissue therapists, a lot of it to, to sports therapists and sports rehabilitators and lots of physiotherapists. And obviously, as, as you mentioned, Fiona, the, the MSK Alliance, theirs was a different ball game, and they were, you know, full sessions, you know, with learning outcomes and breakouts and reflections. We just didn't have that luxury, I'm afraid. Can I just add a point of um, the reflective period? Because I think one thing that's really important, certainly from my aspect as someone that's quite new in the therapy journey and, and with the STA, um, I absolutely agree with the reflective period because I was out, um, you know, the evening of the Wednesday, I was speaking to Catherine and, and Matt Scarsbrook and, and Tristan and a lot of what we were, you know, highlighted from the day, it did stick. But I think I attended about 11 or so talks throughout the whole two days and it, there wasn't a reflective period. It might have helped, but at the same point, from all that information I've gathered, a lot of it might have been lost. But from what I have taken is only going to make you a better therapist. I think that can only be a good thing going forward. So I, I do think a reflective period is needed, but I don't think it should always, be, it, we should look at it as, you know, it's, you know, Therapy Expo was lost this year because I've taken some information away, maybe not as much as I attended, but at the same point, I'm going to be a better therapist for it. And like I say, that's only a good thing. That's a good segue because I just want to check. I mean, we're halfway through now. It's 8.30 p.m. And I don't, I want to kind of, change it now well flip it a little bit because anyone listening to podcasts without knowing us and ever going to therapy X might be thinking right well that's something i'm going to avoid like the play because these people are all kind of like slating it but so i want to kind of split turn it around a little bit to just remind person who is listening to the podcast that it's still a pretty amazing conference and there's nothing much else like it isn't there is that fair well, to say i mean i think you know that as gary mentioned that you're kind of a victim of the your own success in a way that the reason why it was the way it was this year because you're trying to get as many high quality speakers as possible and, and and that's always going to be difficult you know to run the schedule the way that you absolutely want it to happen uh and and, and i guess really i suppose um you want the middle ground somewhere between last year and this year uh, but but that's going to take you know that, that's going to take a little bit of time and effort to kind of get that worked out. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we're just out of COVID last year. Everybody's happy to be there, just be in person. Uh, and this year, obviously, people piled in. But uh, by no means was it a, a bad couple of days. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I got the chance to catch up with a great number of people who I managed to see last year. But but I've spent most of my time on online with. And I saw some absolutely brilliant, brilliant talks um, over the course of the two days. So not by not by any means was was the, uh, last week 
uh, a poor couple of days. In fact, the complete and utter opposite, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd add to that. Um, I don't think there was a disappointing talk that I went to. I didn't get to many, admittedly, but every single one was, you know, something. I took away something from it, and I enjoyed, you know, the participatory experience of just like seeing people. You know, I think like last year was the first year that I met in person quite a lot of people from this particular community and I've been a member since 2017 so it took that Covid experience and that drive of you know everybody wanting to kind of physically cross paths to show up and Therapy Expo was the place where a lot of us all kind of met and it was yeah it was just as exciting this year to come back and see everyone and more. For, for me I'll go on record and say that that was the best one that's, that's ever been um you know we are being super critical but if we are going to pay respects to to the therapy expo team what they did they they reacted to the feedback they got last year and they delivered you know they delivered too much you know they're, they're a victim of their own success you know so it will be interesting to see what happens next year and you know i'll be feeding back as part of the advisory the education content advisory panel and we've got some meetings planned for the new year but i'm already doing planning for next year you know matt and i have already had conversations about you know how we see it moving forward i'm always liaising with with some of our um regular networkers and, and industry stakeholders just to to get a little sort of um group of us together so that we can do something more collaboratively um, so it's it's a full year for me to for those for those two days well three days because I'm there on the Tuesday as well but you know it for me it was the best one you know we I spoke to so many people and, and at the end of it I wanted to lie down in a dark room and just eat some protein because I survived on sugar <laughs> for two days I don't, I don't I don't think I've ever seen somebody drink so much lucasade in all my life <laughs> she said it's was silly me it was just like Gary you all right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but just, I, I mean for, for me it was it was my first one and i mean don't get me wrong I've, i mean i know uh i've met gary at um the sports massage uh conference of uh mike james i know from a few years back and, and I've, I've been on one of his podcasts i've met fiona in uh, yeah, a few years back and uh something else and but for me it was really good to to finally meet a lot of people in person i mean it was the first time although we always forget who i am it was yeah, it was the first time i've met matt um you know but <laughs> um but no it, from what we've just said to, to this i it, I'd, I'd definitely be back next year without a shadow yeah, yeah. without a shadow i've got my yeah, airbnb so. booked already <laughs> people listen to podcasts then yeah i mean we we are being super critical but you know what it's 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 testament to you guys that we can be super critical because we are taking something that we admit is absolutely great. And, and it was so good. It's kind of made us be critical because we want to make, we were looking at ways to make it even better now. So with that in mind, Oh, sorry, just in case you listen to the podcast, um, 69 XXX fun has just left a message on YouTube. Um, for oh. a private photo here. Thank you very much. Um, 69 XXX fun. Thank you very much for your <laughs> contribution to the podcast. Thank you. We love you. I really enjoyed the, um, the female representation this year. I mean, I think there was a, there was a lot of female representation last year as well. But I like the subject matters being represented um, this year. And Fiona's just so great at, at um, 
you know, hosting a chat because she's so chill. And um, and that was a lovely chat to start off. That was the that Wednesday Women in Sports Therapy Roundtable, yeah. My um, computer just froze, as you said. Fiona's just... Leslie, so I didn't catch any of that. Perfect timing. Every fifteen minutes, my computer just says no. Because you were chilled. Yeah, you were so chilled out. Thanks, Leslie. I saw that on Facebook as well. I appreciate that. It doesn't feel like it in my head, but um, yeah. The and the the female subject matter, obviously close to my heart, is um. Uh, menopause and so um, Tammy's chat that she did in the hands-on hub was just a really brilliant chat um, and then yeah then seeing people that I have that I've seen online and kind of going well I'm not sure and then I met them in person and I was like oh you know so I don't mean that in a bad way but just um, you're seeing their public persona and then you know, advertising courses or whatever, and to see them, see them live and chat to them aside, that made me think a bit more about their courses. How how good was uh, was Jenny Burrell? Yeah, yes. I mean she Sorry. she joined that 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 conversation at the last minute because uh, obviously Deb's Deb's was poorly. Um, but Matt and I and Liam were talking to her, and she was she used to be a professional singer, and you know, and Liam asked her a question, you know. Yeah, she said, oh, you, you know, whose songs did you sing? What's your favourite karaoke? She said, oh, no, I, said, I wrote all my own material. I've, I've, I've been at Glastonbury. I've been here, there and everywhere. And it's like, we're in the presence of a star. But every time I speak to her on the phone, and, and even when I left her, her company on, um, on, on Wednesday, I was like shining for ages because she's so inspirational. And, and she put some very, very nice words on, on social media about how the STA women in sports therapy podcast is representing what is 50 percent of the population so yeah I'm, I'm i'm pleased it went really well i'm pleased people are, are feeding back that it was successful this you know is, what was disappointing about that Go on. sorry Go on, the, the only thing that was disappointing about that that very first talk there were only two guys at it oh what do you mean that listening was, to it in the audience yeah yeah i did stand at the, I, did, sorry, I, I, I stood at the back and i did listen and and, and i did thoroughly enjoy it yeah, me too. I mean, I, I had to leave just before the end because I was yeah. I was going to go and do something else. But the fact that there was only two guys there, I thought, ah, come on now, yeah. guys, we can do better than this. Yeah, you know, hundred yeah. um, percent. But sorry, yeah. Karen. I, I was going to say, I think I I noticed that it was predominantly women, um, and I, you know, we we are creating content that we're hoping will reach a wider audience. Um, it's not exclusively for women. But it's really important that, you know, some, one, the question that was asked at the end was how can we how can we represent ourselves or, or ensure that we advocate for ourselves as women? Um, and I think that it's just the small things, you know, like so even if the takeaway from that is that those women who attended it, they are more able to openly talk about things with other people outside of, you know, the normal kind of conversations they might have with other women that's something um because it is difficult having a conversation about a women's health issue with a somebody of the opposite sex you know and i think even if that's all that we get from it, it there's probably so many other exciting things to talk about you know on on the, the other stages too um yeah it's always going to be a difficult difficult thing to attract 
men to a stage where it's it's talking about women and and yeah, I, 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 we are getting close. Look all, at these, the... all these male, sorry, all these male therapists are treating female. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, you know, whether whether we're going to see a female therapist or uh, females come and see us, I, I think it is really important for us to understand these. And I, and, and for, for me, it was so eye-opening what, what you guys are saying. And, and I really appreciate uh, for looking at it from your aspect and hearing it from your aspect. I, I just think it's so important. So keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be an avid listener from now on. Yay! That's <laughs> yeah, very good. I was going to say that the we are so much closer because the fact that there was, like Leslie pointed out, a far more visible presence of talks on women's health mm. and then male pelvic health as well and mental health awareness. I noticed that the programme this year, and I, I credit it probably to people like Gary and the other people who are on the panel and Liam for actually saying, right, we're not the professionals. We don't know what these people want to hear. So let's make a table of professionals and listen to them and what we should be offering, what people want. And that really worked, I think. Looked at the programme. And again, this was the problem with the too much quality and people running around desperate to get the next one. But this is what stressed me out because I'm there. I mean, obviously I'm biased because I'm I'm like worshipping the person who I've asked to come on there. And, and it really, during day one, I was really suffering because I was seeing people leaving rather than sticking around and asking questions and people visibly anxious thinking looking at their watches and thinking i've got to get to the next one now i'm thinking what a wasted opportunity you've got anna maria mazzieri you've got dr fiona higgs you've got sonia fiero um and you've got um jenny bowell there ready for you now if you want for 10 15 minutes of questions or something why are you not all just falling over each other to try and get you know a question out there and it was that was the problem because the answer is there was something just as good or like it's just as relevant probably happening in five minutes time across the way so i'm really hoping next year we can make better use of the massively high quality of presentations that we're offering you know it's um there is one that i do want to kind of look at and you did touch on it and i still think there's more that could be done i know we're saying that there was too much content or that you know there's more time that between something that for, for me and and obviously it's something i'm very passionate about is mental health in general but especially men's mental health and i for me there was there was talking about women's women in sport and stuff for me i thought something that was lacking was that discussion around men's mental health. Now, um, I know we had uh, James Chapman on, mm-hmm. on and, and having it right at the last thing, on the last day, for me, was not soon enough. Um, yeah, that was a programme change at the last minute because yeah. of that problem. It wasn't my intention. No, 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 but, but what I'm saying is, that, 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 that for me, there should be more of that and not just physical therapy, but mental health therapy as well i think i think that you know having real conversations around it i think will will highlight um a lot of issues especially with things that are going on in the world and and you know financial stuff and everything else that goes with it i think it's really important i think it's something that as a as a expo i think it's something that needs to be hit hit the ground running for next year definitely I mean, on on James's chat, Ryan. I mean, we can't control what happens with no. the expo uh, schedule, but you know, James is going to come on board and and join the STA team, and he is okay. producing resources and doing some, you know, doing exactly what you said. We are going to be raising the profile of uh, of, of, of mental health, not just men's mental health. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to go across the board here. Oh, 100%. Um, 
Yeah, it will be. It is something that's in the in the pipeline. It's just uh, you know ongoing, shall we say? Yeah. But it was lovely to see. I mean, I so enjoyed obviously all the presentations, but I loved watching the people watching this presenter, which I did an awful lot of, and seeing the people listening to um, James Chapman, they were just really in the zone. It was beautiful to see. They were really sharing the experiences, understanding where he was coming from. You were at the back clapping, which I loved. It always brought a tear to my eye. It was just obviously a theme which was just so important, you know, really relevant. So, yeah, there'll be definitely lots more on that. Um, and indeed, as we crack on with... with um, we'll go back to our months of um, a certain theme on the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Then we'll be doing a month on mental health, which you've already said you'll happily, and I'm glad you have, um, offer some time towards. So we'll be doing a whole month on that, just the same as we will pick up a month on women in sports therapy as well. And then we'll keep these themes running and people talking about them. Um, Right, it's 8.46. What I'd quite like, unless anybody had anything else to say about that, speak now if ever hold your peace right so i quite like some highlights for people listening to the podcast who might want to find or or look into some of the presenters who you saw who i'm giving you a moment here just to have a think of if i had to name one person you personally who stood out for you and why then um who are you going to say and that's a tricky one you can say two if you want no you can't have three right that's just ridiculous <laughs> think of one or two Okay, um, and who wants to go first? Stevie, you got two there? Okay, Stevie, shoot. Yep, um, okay, I'm going to put my bias out there and uh, right away because they're friends, but I thought Matt Scarsbrook um, on, uh, you know, evidence-based was, was excellent. Really, really good. Really hit the nail on the head. You know, if you're not using ev- evidence-based practice, then, you know, what are you using? Uh, I thought he was, he, he, he really, really nailed it down. Another person um, who I thought was absolutely brilliant, funny, uh, really, really put put a great presentation together was Tristan, yeah. Tristan Attenborough. Yeah. It, was, it was excellent. Really, really excellent. Um, but, you know, that, that's just too off the top of my head. I thought Mike James was brilliant. And I watched his talk in the subjective as well. So that, there's loads of them. That's right. That's cool. Two or three names, and all these people we can uh, you can look up. I think um, yeah, you'll find them all on social media and links to what they talked about. Catherine, what have you got? Uh, must be Mike James. Um, mm-hmm. I think when we first went in, I think it was the, we had to sit at the back or stand at the back because it was already full. Um, I think another one on Thursday was the same. There was a queue <laughs> for quite a while for Mike James's talk again. Um, so yeah, he's, it's just the way he puts it across is really it's easy to understand, and there's always some kind of like byline that you remember, and you're like, yes, yes, I like that. He does, John. Um, he's got some lovely ways presenting, and we had Mike on the show. I mean, we had him as the last speaker before Therapy Expo. So if anyone's yeah. interested in Mike the Endurance Physio James, then yeah, um, it would be episode 120, 126. We had Mike James for now. Yeah. Lovely, Catherine. Leslie, what stood out for you? Well, I, I mean, I, I've done his course um, actually because I saw him on the SDA chat and I just think Gary Mendoza across the board for therapists, for people, for your own development. Um, I just, yeah, I just really like like Gary's work and what he says. So it seems so... It seems so basic and it seems so simple, but it, it's actually something that you have to kind of cultivate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really, yeah, I really enjoyed Gary's chats. And the only other thing I would say, and this is that, um, not me talking about another uh, presenter, but I like the opportunity to get on stage. And you know, you're talking about women advocate. Just having baby steps and being able to talk about something. Um, so being on the panel with Gary, and I think it was it felt it felt safer for me to chat on the panel with Gary and Becky, um, obviously Matt uh, and Jack. That was a really good experience for me to do that as well. So yeah. Excellent. Very nice. Um, let's go down to Ryan. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go uh, Keith Burnett. Uh, with his uh, neck and I just think for anybody that, that is interested in the cervical not the cervical, I don't ever do that to him because he will kill you um, <laughs> it's always cervical um, uh, you know the, I don't, I, for me there's nobody as passionate as about not only just rugby but that area of the body um, Mike James again um, absolute phenomenal um, and I have to say that probably the best chair of the, of the, of the weekend Matt Phillips Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad you got that in there. You can definitely come back. Yeah, no, um, yeah, um, yeah, Mike James getting another mention, definitely. No, he's a fantastic speaker. And I love the way that he just leaves things open. He's so yeah. he's an educator. He's not standing on a pedestal telling people no. to believe or not ridiculing anyone. He's just there sharing it and allowing Keeping it simple. the coins to drop. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a definite pro. And I, I don't know whether his team's winning at the moment, but um, I'm sure he's passionately watching that game like no one else in history. Fiona, what did you enjoy? Um, well, it's obviously very difficult. I, I had quite a narrow pool of opportunities to go in and see things um, in between talking to individuals outside of the theatres, but it was really great to see Claire Mitchell delivering something because I mean, the stuff that she talks about, I feel like she manages to pitch things in a way that, you know, every, there's something for everyone. This is definitely a skill. Um, and I certainly took away things from it, um, from actually two things that I saw her deliver. Um, and the other person that really stood out for me, and I think he was very nervous, um, was Tris Attenborough. Uh, Tristan Attenborough, um, he, you know, he'd been really concerned that he'd named his um, his talk uh, in a way that might be too uh, ambiguous uh, to accrue an audience. But um, he has this really good storytelling kind of style to his delivery, and I think that really captured who the audience and, and we were able to go with him on a journey um, on, you know, about cognitive psychology, um, which was fan fantastic. Um, and uh yeah again keith burnett i really enjoyed his his talk i thought um something technical that not really had a lot of exposure to myself uh i thought he did a great job of sharing his expertise with everyone and he was a great guy to talk to as well just afterwards so oh, yeah. more love to be keith simon um i just also want to keep praise on Tristan because I believe that was his first presentation he did as well and he, he absolutely knocked it out of the park so um, definitely he was a particular highlight um, and I've also got a copy Leslie and saying Gary Dr Gary Mendoza because the stuff that I took away from his it's, it's like Leslie said it's so simple um, but you just don't realize it until it's kind of put in front of you and the, the 
talk he did on the Thursday in the STA theatre was was just phenomenal. Um, and I could have listened to it, you know, 45 minutes just wasn't enough. I could listen to him well, actually, all of Thursday. But um, yeah, and just generally actually just talking to other therapists at, at Therapy Expo, because it just makes a massive difference just to, to speak to other people as well as just go to these chats. So um, yeah, that's Bye. Fantastic. That's really nice. Gary, obviously you didn't have a chance to see anybody because you were standing at the event all day long. But did anyone surprise you or reports or something which you think deserves a shout out? Yeah. Um, we, we're not very good at, at blowing our own trumpet. But, you know, what I took away is, and, and, and Leslie was on the same panel as I was, and, and I started by saying that CPD, it shouldn't just be professional development, it must be personal development as well. And several of you sitting there in those chairs will know that I have challenged you, you know, I've challenged you with, with, with tasks and, um, you know, to, to reflect on your own practices and, and to make changes. But the things that stood out for me were the difference in Chris Tiley, you know, from last year to this year, when he was giving his first presentation last year, extremely nervous and, and watching him grow during that session and, and to turn up this year and be super confident. There were some nerves. Yeah, we all get that. But to see him, to see him grow, you know, Liz Bailey, who I've known for, well, we were saying 12 or so years, you know, two years ago, she came on our podcast, which was the first one she'd done. And then she was, you know, standing in a packed theatre, um, things like that. Fiona, um, I don't want to embarrass you, Fiona, but when I talk with Fiona, um, and, and I think the first impression you get of Fiona is quite quiet. But when we were talking about this reflective practice afterwards, this, you could see her glowing when mm -hmm. she when she's got on a topic that she's really interested in. She grows as a person, and and that to me is is are the highlights. But also as well, Matt, and I don't want to embarrass you. Um, I had people coming up to me and saying, "God, he's brilliant." You know, your MC is absolutely brilliant. He's so calm and collected and considered and he does a really good introduction to all of the guests so praise to you all praise, praise to, you all. to you all well done right back at you gary thanks right for the opportunity yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah without a doubt look at that yeah so i'm <coughs> i'm glad we're finishing off on a good note because i'm just thinking back how we started the first hour with it wasn't this and it was too many people and but we are being critical because we know we've got We've been to, no, we've been told, haven't we? One of the highlights for me was was you, Gary, filling me in afterwards, saying that we had people from other disciplines coming along from the physiotherapy community, from Therapy Expo, the big bosses, just saying we just walked around the Therapy Expo for two days, and yours was the one that kind of stood out. It was just the way it was put together, the speakers, the content, and everything was just stood out, which was lovely because there was so much going on in that theatre. So. Um, if you listen to podcasts and you think we kind of are being critical in the beginning, it's because we know we're onto a good thing. We know it works. Mm. The feedback we get is like, great. And we're just really passionate about making it even better. And it's exciting to think what we're going to be doing next year. I think I also enjoyed, okay. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I would also enjoyed the uh, being on the stand and talking to members and potential members. But I spoke to Christine, who's from our regional area. So it was it was nice to be able to actually speak face to face to people as well which is mm -hmm. lovely one of the things that one, I, I, go on gary i was going to say at one stage i i was i'd been over to speak to somebody i think i'd been over to Baylands for, for an inquiry with somebody and I, and I came back and i just stood 
um, sort of round the back of the Physiquip stand, and I looked over at the STA stand, and there were about seven of our, you know, branded uh, regional representatives there, all engaged in conversation with somebody. And I thought, you know, in previous years, I've done that on my own or with Summer or with Jake or with, you know, one or two, you know, but for, for seven people to be stood there, it just proved that we, we were we were popular, you know, that we, we had a, a good message to give out. So thank you all for your, your efforts. I really appreciate it. I was just about to say the same thing. The amount, the amount of uh, regional reps that rocked up and conversations that went on and uh, between each other and between um, just people passing by was, was phenomenal. So if that's a, a thing to come, then, yeah, absolutely fantastic. It's brilliant. Great stuff. Just getting, getting back to the start about, you know, how we were maybe coming across as being critical, but I, th I think you have to remember that, and I hope everybody agrees, everybody that's sitting here at the moment and all the people that are out there listening or, or watching later on, they're all people who want to improve. They want to improve yep. their practice. They want to improve themselves. So if we came away from Therapy Expo thinking everything was brilliant, then we wouldn't be those people. We would always be looking for something. So how could we tweak it? How could we improve it? You know, how can we how can we get better value out of it? What, you know, whatever avenue you decide to go down. So I, I don't, I, you know, I, I wouldn't like people to think that we were being critical just for being critical sake. It's a case of last year was great, this year was better, but it can still be better. Might be a yeah. bit cheesy to say, but if we can make Expo better, then we get better, don't we, really? Absolutely. I, don't, I, I think, yes, we were critical, but like you say, it, it, it's we were picking at things that have been refined and refined and can we just tweak a bit more the general consensus for the for the two days for me was brilliant mm. yep me too I, i'd rather be sitting here being critical about good stuff than sitting here moaning that the content wasn't there the speakers oh, weren't sure. there you know there was there was a lack of numbers there all we've done is say well it was actually too good that's what we've said. Right then, it's nine o'clock. So if you listen to the podcast and you've got any questions or any feedback, then um, you can either leave them in the YouTube um, comment section. That'd be nice. You can always use that. That's the great thing about YouTube. You used to go out on Facebook, but Facebook comments kind of disappear. But YouTube is much there and it comes up in Google and kind of the conversation is easy to continue. So do use the YouTube comments if you've got any questions or um, you can email myself, matt at the sta.co.uk. You can email Gary, gary at the sta.co.uk. Um, and these people here, Simon Webster, Leslie Campbell, Catherine Reimer, Fiona Higgs, Ryan Smith and Stevie Barr are all active in one place or another on social media. So um, if you'd like to contact them, then just think I, you could just type their name to Google with STA after it and it'll come up you know, because they've all done various things with STA involved. So their names will come up. Um, no, <laughs> you in an STA. Don't do it. <laughs> So yes, there you go. If, if you and and as always, if there's anything in particular, then um, you can always email admin at the sta.co.uk as well, um, because I think this chat's shown that we are all kind of here to help and talk and chat and support. Um, that was your kind of one main founding idea, wasn't it, Gary? That no member will ever kind of stand alone and not have anyone to talk to. Was that kind of the original? Yeah, I, I've still got the piece of paper somewhere in my really super filing system the original idea i had in september 2013 
I, I wrote on a piece of paper that if I'm going to do this, no member will ever feel isolated. And that's the whole the whole raison d'etre that I started this. Say that again, because I'm not sure I didn't hear it. No member will ever what? No member will ever feel isolated. So that, that's why we have the coffee evening chats once a fortnight. That's why we have these weekly chats. That's why we have our monthly clinical reasoning. That's why I spend, you know, eight hours a day on messenger audio or Zoom or Teams or Blue Jeans talking to members. You know, I never want anybody to have to go home after clinic or, you know, something's happened that they're unhappy about or they're, they're concerned about. That's why my, my ear is always open um, and I, I was talking, I probably spoke to 12, 14 people today uh, and I've probably got the same number tomorrow booked in, but nobody should ever feel isolated. Fantastic. Right. What a great note to, yeah, what a great note to finish up. Right, people, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Have Your Say. Like we do, we normally do it the first Tuesday of every month. Obviously, there won't be one next week because we've done it tonight, what with Therapy X, we're just finishing. But we will be back next week with a new um, focus for the month. Um, I haven't quite decided yet. I've got to contact a few people, but there will be a focus which we'll put out. If you, as always, if you want to know what's happening, then just follow either UK underscore STA on Instagram um, or Twitter. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Sports Therapy Association, the Sports Therapy Association Open Groups. So you haven't got to be ST member if you're STA member if you want to know what's going on. Yeah, just follow us, and we put lots of adverts and information out, and you can see what's coming up next week on the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Right, that's it, team. I suppose we should all try saying goodbye together. Yes, or until next time. <laughs> until next time, after three. One, two, three. That went well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just see before we go? You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.